Hello and welcome to another Season 2 episode of Elam's Next Gen Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Kevin Neville. I am the Next Gen Director at Elam Fellowship. But as some of you might know, I'm also the family pastor at a church in downtown Rochester, New York called Bethel Christian Fellowship. Um, Today we're going to be talking to one of my former co-pastors, my dear friend, uh, Pastor Max Ramos. And uh, Pastor Max is a worship leader, an executive pastor now, but he used to be a a co-pastor, the youth pastor at Bethel. Um, But then God called him to his uh, new assignment. And that's exactly what we're going to do a deep dive on today. Asking the question, how do we know when God is moving you to something new? Now, this was recorded a few months ago. um, And since then, Max has begun his new pastoral position at Encounter Church. Um, And we talk about his transition and God's calling and him following. So let's dive in right now and hear what Pastor Max has to say. So we are here with Pastor Max Ramos, a youth pastor at Bethel for at least another week and a half. Yes. And then, uh, then we're losing you, but we're not, we're not losing, what do they say? We're not losing a son-in-law, we're gaining a, no wait, how did that go? Yeah, we're, we're not losing a daughter, we're gaining a son-in-law. Right. Or we're, we're gaining a son. But in this case, we're not losing a pastor, we're gaining, I don't know. That was dumb. <laughs> I see where you're going, though. I see where um, going. Yeah, but Max, let's begin. We want to tell a little bit of your story, what God has for you. But the first question I love to ask is, who are you and why should we care? Mm. Well, yeah, I'm Max Ramos, um, son of Carmen Justiniano and uh, son of... Max Ramos Sr. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I love those shows where they're like, I'm Maximus Aurelius' first son, first of my name. <laughs> uh, I'm the second Switched of my into name. Game of Thrones here. Yes, literally. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just a guy just trying to listen and do exactly what I feel God is calling uh, my wife and I to do. You know, it's, it's something that has been a journey. I... Didn't grow up in church, but then my mom uh, married my stepdad. He was a great influence on us and our family. And um, we started going to church right around like seven, seven or eight. Okay. Um, when I was seven or eight. And then went to that church till I was about 15, 15, mm-hmm. 16. And then I left church hurt, you know, uh, all, well, you know, whatever that may, <laughs> may entail. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came to Bethel and late 2011 so how much of a gap between the the two churches so i left when i was 15 and i didn't come back to church until i was 18 so So there was those three years that really because of the circumstance and situation yeah i just was like forget it yeah i'm i'm not gonna do church anymore i'm not gonna do this god thing anymore Mm. because i thought it was a thing to do right right i was young and I did church because of my parents. I did church because of my pastor, um, you know, and I love something that, you know, Pastor David says all the time. He's like, I can say something on stage, but I want you to go home and hmm. do your research. And right, right. This is Pastor David Domina. Yes, uh, yes, pastor sorry. Pastor Church. Yes, so he's very good at letting people know that, yes, he's done his homework, he's done his mm-hmm. research, but it's our job to go into the Word right. and 
uh, find out for ourselves because this is a relationship that we have. So what God is telling him, uh, it's great. But, you know, what God is telling me in my personal life um, may stir something up so that I can see something great happen. I love and, that. Yeah. So what was the catalyst that, that brought you back to church? It was my wife. So we... She wasn't at your wife at the time, though. No, <laughs> no. So Tiffany Ramos, shout out. Um, we were dating in high school. She came to Gates Charlie her senior year. Mm. So this is the 2011-2012 school year. Right. Uh, she was homeschooled, went to Finney, and then she uh, ended up her last year in Gates. Her family lived in Gates for like 15 years. They still do. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just sat down with her parents and was like, I just want to try it. I I've, I've tried homeschool. I've tried the private school life. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to try what it is to be in a public school. Mm -hmm. You know, Finney, her, if she would have stayed, her graduating class would have been like, 40, 50 students, mm -hmm. and when we graduated in Gates, it was uh, well over 300. Right. So, so she just really wanted to have that full range of Kind of have experience. that full range of experience and just kind of see what it was, because, you know, Gates Charlotte just was in her backyard for 15 years. Right, so she's right. always heard of it, always seen it. And uh, we met, Sep you know, September comes around, you're a senior, you think you know everybody, you think you know everything, and this new girl walks down the hallway, yeah. and it's just like... You literally kind of walked down the hallway, changed your life. No, literally, I feel I feel like I was like in a high school musical yeah. uh, movie. It just like the whole, the whole like hallway stopped and just was yeah. watching her walk down slow the motion. Yeah, wind machine out of nowhere, mm -hmm. hail blowing. Mm -hmm. And I told all my homies, I was like, yeah. "Oh, she's mine." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, right." It was like you know they've been with me now for three years, so right, they right. they kind of know <laughs> kind of know me. And I was crazy back then. Still am a little bit, but it's okay. I've got now. Um, and yeah, I was just super persistent. Like from September to when we officially started dating, December 11th, 2011, um, just super persistent, mm -hmm. super just kind of like something's different about her. And uh, we started dating because the body shop, um, which is a building here at Bethel, uh, now it's newly called The Link, but the body shop, reopened right which is holy as opposed to the song yes right. <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure um so it re reopened they kind of did like just a fresh uh remodel on it mm. they did a huge like benefit concert they brought in a ton of like artists singers rappers poets dancers oh, wow and she invited me to it mm -hmm. and i'm like okay cool it's downtown i'm like you really hadn't been to a church since no and and church earlier and for for you listeners the body shop isn't in the church it's it's its own separate building it's yeah. across the street so i like when we drove up to the body shop i saw bethel mm -hmm. you know but we it's in a different parking lot so i'm thinking this is something completely different right. i'm thinking it's like a venue bethel's this massive block size mm -hmm. church downtown rochester but it's across the street almost where all the bars and the night exactly are. yeah so i'm thinking oh this is just like a you know like another venue downtown right and I walked in and So she 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 tricked you. There's she did. She's bait smart. Bait and, bait and switch. Bait and switch. Yeah. She she's always been smarter than me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um so um I went there and from the first time I walked in, just the love that was um being poured onto us was mm. uh, uh, amazing. And especially me, just someone that's new, um, someone that they didn't know, it was just really great. Wow. Um, and I think that was kind of the start of me realizing that not every Christian 
it's bad. Right. Not everyone that believes in, at the time, this Jesus that was kind of foreign to me. I knew who he was, but it, he was foreign in, in the relationship that I was seeking for because I wasn't doing it for self. I was doing it for, for other people's uh, gratification of like, oh, Max is doing something, but it's not for Max, it's for someone else. Right, right. And uh, it was just great. And I was like, wow, like these people are really nice. Mm. You know, and it was a difference. Uh, you know, I was going to a predominantly black church and um, going to a predominantly white church. I was like, what are these people going to know anything about me? Right. And they just had their arms opened and was like, hey, we want to just love on you. Mm. We, we just want to show you the true meaning of love. You know, the love that is given and nothing required in return. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, so Tiffany grew up in in Bethel. Yeah, and then you you joined in as an older teenager, but you mm-hmm. jumped right in. Yep. How long was it before? And it sounds like you 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 sort of made that commitment back to Christ because mm-hmm. of this. How long was it before you kind of realized um, there was a calling there for you? Yeah. So December twenty eleven, uh, we had we went to the party mm-hmm. uh, at the body shop, and then. In 2012, we graduated in June, and we sat down with uh, the youth pastor at the time, now the executive pastor of Bethel, uh, Pastor Ron Domina. We sat down with him in like July. Mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we wanna we wanna do this right." Mm-hmm. We uh, Tiff and I knew that we were getting serious. Mm-hmm. You know, she she uh, or I weren't going to college. Um, we both did like trade stuff, right? So we weren't going anywhere far. We weren't going anywhere for four years. It was just two year stuff, and it was local. And we were like, we we know that God is calling us to be together. You right. know, it, it's not one of those things where I saw in the hall and was like, God told me that you're going to be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't one of those. I didn't things. get that memo. I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah. definitely wasn't one of those. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, you're both. Even though you were young, you knew. We just knew. knew. We we we, we knew. So we sat down with him and just asked for guidance. And he was like, "Well, I think you guys would do really well at being youth leaders." Well, I'm like youth leader. I'm and this 18. is like a year and a half or so after. Yeah, I'm like I'm 18. I, I graduated. You know, Tiffany's 17. Hmm. At this time, and I'm like, youth leaders, like, I don't know anything about kids. I guess I have a ton of nephews and nieces, but Mm -hmm. youth leaders. So that upcoming school year, you know, in September, we just dove in. We just dove in and just uh, really just started to figure things out on our own and really just started to see that the other youth leaders are a little bit older than us, just kind of mentoring us, kind of just Mm -hmm. taking us under their wings. Same thing with Pastor Ron. And then uh, Pastor Jesse Tanner, he was the family ministries pastor at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I would yeah, say, I know with with Pastor Jesse, you know, you just you you guys have a a, a, a soft spot in his heart, you know. Yeah. So I think it was beautiful that God really set you up with these mentors mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And and that was something that I lacked, and something that I really loved about Bethel was that, unlike where I came from the mentorship uh, here was amazing. Right. Like um, it, it necessarily wasn't like an official program, like a big brother. Right. It was just something that happened organically out of love and just like, hey, I want to take you under my wing. And it was just through their actions and through what they said was what really kind of gravitated me back to Jesus and ultimately back to my calling. Because mm-hmm. – uh, I've been prophesied to, you know, 
several times when I was 10, 13, uh, back again at 15 and 16, you know, I was going to be a pastor. I was going to be a lead really? pastor. Like, and this and was, was like, way before you had any. Yeah. And this is, and this is in the, in, in the prime time of kind of like that. I don't want to be in church anymore. Cause mm-hmm. you know, growing up out when I started going to church at seven, at seven years old, it was church like every day. Right. Uh, I, uh it was like literally service all day Sunday. Wow. You would go home, get some food, come back <laughs> at five, and then you're there till like ten o'clock. There's no complaining that yeah, yeah. went over fi- over fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, right? here listen, yeah. We, if we don't get out at eleven thirty, people <laughs> start to start. complain. I'm like, what? Yeah. You don't you, you don't know start what it's sweating like. to leave the faith. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, it was just really We're great. We're joking, of course, Bethel. Yes, absolutely. We and love you. We're also kind of not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you know, God gave you this word. You know, he gave you, you know, you, you, you might have seen it coming, but as you're diving into this ministry, your heart is for the youth, but God starts enlarging mm-hmm. your vision. Mm-hmm. How did that come about, and in what sort of way has he been enlarging it? Um. Honestly, during COVID, mm-hmm. I, and, and I watch a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of pastors preach, and COVID was a rough time for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people, it opened up a lot of doors as well. It opened up the idea where you don't have to be in a box to be successful. You don't have right. to live in what the norm tells you to live in to be successful or have a great life. And during COVID, uh, Tiffany and I, my wife, we started to watch Transformation Church, uh, mm-hmm. led by Pastor uh, Mike Todd and Natalie Todd in Oklahoma, and he did this series years back. And uh, but when we were watching during COVID, he revamped it, and it's called Crazy Faith. Mm. And it's just something that I've been living out in the last three years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, give me and let me operate in crazy faith. So what, what's sort of the premise of, of crazy faith? If you it's had to sum it up in a sentence or two. Living reckless for God and knowing that every step is going to be taken care of because you're in alignment with his word. Wow. And and was this, uh, so this was around the time you really saw that, you know, God was setting you up for larger pastor positions, lead pastor in the future, but this even the yeah. steps along the way. Which is crazy because a lot of times us as Christians will pray those very dangerous prayers. Yeah. But then when God opens up that door and is like, all right, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> God, wait. Uh, wait, what but are you doing? the bridge is out. It's like, yes. it's a big pit. <laughs> yes. what, what, what am I supposed to do? You're like, wait, Lord, I said, yeah, I said that, but... But not said that. You should you should know. Read my mind. <laughs> I meant one day, Lord, not now. Yes, it's kind of like, you know, when you're talking to your wife, all husbands would know this, when they say, hey, honey, are you hungry? And she says no. And you go get food, and she's like, wait, where's mine? Yeah. And it's like, oh, sorry. I was supposed to be <laughs> a mind reader. I wasn't hungry when you asked me, but yeah. I was hungry when you got the food. <laughs> exactly. So now's the time. Yep. So so that's sort of the big question I want to ask you. So you're, you're at Bethel. We love you. You you love it here. Mm-hmm. You know, the people are amazing. The, they, they've mentored you. Um, you know, your wife grew up here. This is your foundation. Mm-hmm. And yet, even in that, so in an unhealthy environment, you could kind of say, yeah, it's time for me to move on. It's pretty clear. Yeah. But even in a healthy environment, when God starts moving on your heart for the next step, mm. how do you know when it's time to stay or time to go? Because I know you've been sort of on that journey. Yeah. It's definitely something that is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But one thing that I've been really just kind of adopting this idea and just this lifestyle is that I'm addicted to Jesus. Mm. I'm addicted to listening to what he says because I've messed up so many times and not listening to him mm-hmm. that I've been having to crawl myself out of things that I know that if I listened the first time, I would have, I would have been okay. Right. And um, when people or myself in the beginning was like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving something, I'm leaving something, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm not leaving anything, I'm following. Right. I love, I love that. Say that again. Uh, I'm not leaving something I'm following. Right. And um, that's a whole different mentality, yes. isn't it? One, yes. you're running away from it. Yes. The other one, you're just God's leading and you're, you're on his trail. Yeah, and, and, and that's where I found true peace is knowing that I'm not leaving Bethel. I'm not leaving the church because we are all the church. Mm. We, we are all the community. And knowing that I'm following the Almighty is what has brought my wife and I true peace, right. is understanding that, yes, it's going to be hard. Because when, mm. when stuff is going great in my wife and I's lives in the last three years, life has been great. You know, like Bethel's been awesome with our career choices and just God really blessing us to bless others and Mm. just really kind of stepping into what we felt that was like kind of, you know, not our peak uh, of ministry, but we're like, hey, we feel like God is doing some great things. And then he's like, all right, you prayed those dangerous prayers Mm. of having crazy faith. If you are really for this, now follow me. Right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, Lord, for the rest of my life, I will forever follow you, mm-hmm. no matter how hard or how difficult. And I love that, you know, really uh, keen into his voice, because, you know, it's not just about opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's been, and, and you were sharing before, you, you've had opportunities before, yes, Yeah. but what what makes the, the, I mean, I think we always know, you know, when God says go, I want to go, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a lot harder sometimes to say when God says stay, Yes. I have to stay. Yeah. Um, and so you've kind of experienced both. So what was the difference between the time when you've had the opportunity, but it was a stay and... and Yeah, so my season. first time in ministry on staff was four years ago. So I've been doing volunteer work with the worship team and youth since 2012, um, but officially on staff for four years. And the first year I was on staff as a pastor and it got announced and people kind of knew. Within three months, I had a job offer. Mm, wow. You know? And the first couple job offers, I'm like, I'm not even prepared and ready to do this at Bethel, <laughs> let alone go give my resume, which would just be blank, yeah. to another church. So I would say, <laughs> just give my piece of paper. No, literally, like, here, uh, I worked at, you know, this car wash, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the first couple of times was just being very practical, knowing that, like, I'm not equipped. Like, I'm doing this because I'm stepping out of faith. Like, even early on, four years ago, before I, like, really dove into that crazy faith mentality, mm. um, I was just very practical. And I've always been practical, mm-hmm. um, knowing that, like, yeah, I'm not going to make myself look dumb. I'm not going to go to somewhere and just because they're giving me, uh, quote, unquote, a, a better job title or more money, I'm not going to do that. Right. So the first, the first couple job offers were just practically me being like, yeah, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the position to even accept something like this. You know, it, it was very generous. It was very nice. Yeah, and it's it's honoring. 
it but, is. But it you is. knew that you had the, you know, God's wisdom to say not yet. Yep. Pull it back. And then the last two job offers, not including the one that I accepted, the last two were a little bit more recent within the last year and a half. And some of them were very generous mm-hmm. <laughs> offers. But my wife and I, since we've been married uh, for seven years now, we said, and we made this vow to each other and God, we do not move unless we feel at peace. Mm. And sometimes it's really hard because what they're saying and what they're offering practically mm-hmm. and just uh, them understanding kind of what we're trying to do, we're like, ooh, Lord, are you sure? Because I can feel that peace right now. <laughs> I've had I've had those nights where I'm saying, Lord, I heard you, I think, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Yep. Yep. So that's that that's kind of the the progression. It, it was very practical. Then Lord, we don't feel at peace. Mm. And we didn't move because there was no peace there. Right. What what tell us about this this new position you're moving into? What what makes it so exciting for you guys? Um mm-hmm. and what what is this? What is gonna be your new position and, and placement? Yeah. So my new position is going to be executive pastor at Encounter Church Rochester. Uh, there is an Encounter Church Vegas, which is um, kind of the big would, brother. Would same same pastor. Same pastors. And, yeah. Well, pastor team, I guess. Yeah, pastor team. Yep. Pastor Zach and Rochelle Wexler. They started uh, Encounter just in like a storefront uh, in Vegas. In Vegas, and it grew to something beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. And then God called them here to Rochester. So now there's an Encounter Church Rochester, um, which is super insane. Like mm-hmm. when I say it, it I, I grin because I'm just like, Lord, it's... Yeah, what kind of connection connects Rochester to Vegas? Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, it's like the most obscure... Two people that don't yeah. know each other. And and yeah, it, it just shows that God is real. Because yeah. there's no... For me, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God is ordering our steps in the right way. Right. So yeah, so we... We met at a conference that I was the worship director on um, at Elam. I had the oh the the Oasis conference. The Oasis conference. It was uh, Christian and I led a team, which was awesome, and it was great. And they came the second to last night. They were only going to come one night because their daughter was one of the worship leaders that we had. Right, right. First time I met her, she was awesome. It was her first conference uh, that she led in Rochester because she Mm -hmm. only had lived here for like a year and a half. And um, play drums, and Sarah, the worship leader, she was like, hey, my parents want to meet you. Mm-hmm. So I met them, shook their hands, and, you know, just very nice people, you know. Um, I didn't even know they were pastors oh, at yeah. the time. I, she was like, just come meet my, come meet my just, folks and my, and my family. Friends. Just parents, meeting. Friends. Yeah, exactly. Friends, parents. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of, you know, after, you know, from leading conferences, the last couple of nights, people are just there to support, say hi, and you're just yeah. hugging, smiling, and... You know, I, I kind of I, I kind of feel like uh, I'm a celebrity in those moments. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Picture here. Uh, but isn't that isn't that just like God to you know almost these random connections or random meetings mm-hmm. that God starts saying, you know, well, this is you guys don't know it at this moment, but we have our path. Oh, That's absolutely. In that path, um, which is which is another sort of question I have, um, or just a comment. You know, God really set you up in this position because He's brought godly mentors into mm. your life. And this, you know, is really looking to be another same situation where yep. they're saying, well, let's take the next step. But it's through mentoring, you know, yes. not just yourself, but with Tiffany too. Absolutely. They, know, um, they really work as a as, as a, 
husband and wife mm-hmm. pastoral team. Absolutely. Um, so what what are your thoughts on that sort of way that God's been preparing you for further and further ministry? Yeah, it, mentoring? it literally goes back to 2012. I had Pastor Ron Domina be my first mentor. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, in ministry, you know, there, there, there were definitely, I have brothers and there were definitely uncles that, you know, took, took care of me um, growing up. But as in ministry, Pastor Ron Domino was my first mentor. Mm. Then it was Jesse. Mm. And then, uh, you know, Pastor Kevin is a mentor of mine. Thank you. And then, uh, and, and also with the mentorship, they're role models, you know, because I'm seeing things that I'm like, okay. I'm going to apply that in my life because right, right, it's right. it. I've been able to have the privilege to see people um, doing it the right way for a long time, right. but then asking them, "Hey, how did you get here?" Mm-hmm. So then I hear the steps and the progressions. I'm like, "Okay, I make note of like, okay, if that comes up, right. I kind of have like the tools in my tool belt, right, to right, right, navigate right. I've learned that. this through this, and, and it's sort of interesting too. You know, I know when people that have mentored me, sometimes you see it, you learn their way. But you learn their way knowing that you won't do it that way, yep. you know, but but being able to make those decisions because of your specific personality. Absolutely. Skill set. Yeah. And then um, and then after you, um, God just literally, it's like without even me asking, it's just those divine appointments. It's like in those markers in my life in ministry, when things got kind of big or kind of got overwhelming, God has been like, here, mm. here you go. And I was getting to that point. I'm like, Lord, I've been doing this for four years. Mm-hmm. Is this what you're calling me for, for the rest of my life? Right. And if so, give me clear, just provision, mm. give me peace, give my wife peace. And then uh, I met Pastor Zach and Rochelle Wexler at the Oasis Conference at Elam. And it was just something different. Like mm. it, it was kind of those things where you meet someone and you feel like you've known them for your whole life. Right, right, right. Um, and they saw me doing one of the things that I love to do most and just worshiping. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, hey, we would just love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And the first couple meetings with them was nothing to do with just like ministry. It was just life. Right. Just us talking and us getting to know each other. And then um, I went to their church for the first time about eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And I played and, and my wife didn't come with me. This time, because normally when I play at a church for the first time, I kind of like scope it out, see right, right. it is. And my wife is very <laughs> introverted, so she would just like sit in the parking lot yeah. and watch it online. She wouldn't even dare go in. Right, right. Because you're meeting a, a thousand new strangers. Absolutely. You know? So I played for the first time, and it was just one of those things where as I'm playing, I'm kind of having an outer body experience. Because, I, you know, up until eight months ago, I've played at probably well over 20 churches. Mm you know, for events, conferences, Sunday mornings, either helping a church out, kind of help them, you know, build their worship team or just, you know, be in community with churches for for a season. Um, But this is the first time that I'm just like, and I got emotional while I'm playing and people are like, oh, the Holy Spirit is is moving in him, which which, which he was just not, not in the way that people thought like, you know, the song was was getting to me. It was literally, I was like feeling like I was having that, kind of experience that I was just looking at everything from a from a like kind of outward perspective and I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? And I literally asked that question and I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's kind of one of those things where he knew what I was asking. Right. I was like, Lord, 
because we, we we mentioned before that I had four job offers, right? And I've never felt this, mm-hmm. and, and I played at was twenty churches. Was it like churches. that? A feeling of there's something this. different here, or a feeling yes. like almost coming home? Yeah, it it and and my wife she she said it so beautifully a couple weeks ago, and she was like, the first time she came there, it just felt like you were walking back home from college, mm-hmm. and the first time you come back to your home, your parents' home, right. there's just this peace. You yeah. you you sit on the the, the couch that you've sat on right. for your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know where the snacks are. Mm-hmm. You 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 kind of know all the nuances of the house. Mm-hmm. And it just we just felt that we felt like we knew the nuances of that house. Mm-hmm. And it's beautifully stated. I love that. Yeah, it was just great. And then yet again, without any type of ties, without any type of conversation of me working there or doing ministry with them full time. The first time my wife went into a service, you know, there's two services. I played it the first one and the second one, and she came for the second one. And in between the services, Pastor Rochelle um, was like, hey, is your wife coming today? Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is my second time playing there. And I was like, absolutely. And she was like, do you mind if I, like, talk to her after service? I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So service is going on, and at the end of service, they have a ministry time, you know, a lot like Bethel. And uh, there was ministry time, there's prayer happening, and I was sitting next to my wife and kind of just praying and just feeling that again, just feeling that tug. And mm-hmm. it's almost like like, like a practical gravitational pull that I'm feeling, right. you know? And it's just, it's just so weird, um, mm-hmm. but so great at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Rochelle came up to my wife and said, um, God has told me that I need to mentor you. Wow. And my wife just broke down in without them knowing that like my wife also needed this. Because right. my wife and I both do ministry together. Mm-hmm. It's not just Max. Um, yes, Max is up on the stage most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tiffany is it. You know, without Tiffany, there's no Max. Right. You know, and, and, and the kids see that. You know, uh, the the youth group that we lead, What's Up Nexus, um, they see that Tiffany runs a show. Yeah. You know, Max is just love. <laughs> <laughs> we love Max, but we know the things get done Listen, because of what Tiffany had at Eunice, you know. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, God bless them because I would triple, quadruple book myself. Yeah. Well, that's the wisdom to use the people that uh, that, that know what they're doing Absolutely. to do things that are oh, beyond us. But, okay. So the, the the last question, but it's a big one. Um, you know, we're talking to youth pastors and kids pastors that that might be in a ministry that everything's going great. They actually love it, and and, and it's it might even be home, but they're starting to get a stirring in their heart. Mm. And you know, I think you know, knowing been through the past myself, there's there's guilt and questions. You know, what about oh, the yeah. kids? What about this? You know, am I turning my back? You know, are they gonna think I don't love them? You know, how? What have you learned during this season about? leaving well or, or knowing the timing that you could pass on to, to youth pastors or kids pastors that are starting to feel that they want to pursue it, but don't, you know, are afraid of what they're leaving behind. Yeah. For everyone listening, it's going to sound so simple, but I want you to get it. It's truly hearing from God. Mm-hmm. We did this series with the kids for about six and a half months and we've given them tools on how to hear from God. Right. And each month we've given them tools on, he talks to us through prayer. Mm. He talks to us through dreams. He talks to us through worship. He talks to us through numbers. And just 
we just kept going with that. And as we kept going with that, it just kept amplifying and, and Tiffany's life. Right. And I'm like, Lord, you're giving us these, these ideas and these messages for these kids, but it was for us mm. at the same exact time. And for that person that may be kind of on the edge of like, is it time for me to leave? Um, is it not? But I, but I want to leave because something seems a little bit better. I say practically write down the pros and cons of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge person when it comes to writing things down and just being practical and right. writing the pros and cons of everything that I'm embarking on, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's life-changing. Right. But the premise and the basis of what I found success in in ministry has been just truly hearing from God. Right. And, and knowing his voice and knowing that like the enemy, the enemy isn't going to call you to do something great for the kingdom, right. you know? So it's, it's having that, that clear, concise understanding on what is God calling for your life. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, I encourage move in peace because if you have peace, no matter peace. what may come your way, you know, people are like, Oh, Max is leaving. He's leaving something good or he's leaving at a wrong time. And it's, Exactly what I said earlier. I'm not leaving. I'm just following. Right. And, and and if you're mad at me following, then I'll pray for you. But <laughs> I will forever follow the Almighty. Right. And and you know, as as the questions come up, you know, what about the kids? What about the people you leave behind? People you're mentoring? You know that. I mean, there's, there's a there's a faith aspect of this. If Absolutely. this is truly God, then He's truly. You know, you're not abandoning people. Mm-hmm. He's just setting them up for the next people. I think they're saying, you know, a kid needs about seven different adult influences in their yeah. life to to direct the path they're on. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, to be able to, to, to hand off and leave well mm-hmm. is important. But then trusting God for the people that are staying, Absolutely. you know, that he's going to take care of them. But yep. You, you, you're leaving a, a great heritage here, Max, <laughs> and you're going to, to create another one. Oh, so you and Tiffany... You know, God bless you guys, and uh, I'm fortunate that we're still going to continue, oh, you know, our friendship and working absolutely. on Saturate and a few other projects together. Yes, so. But I'm excited for the days ahead. Yes, sir. Thank you much for, so much love for you, joining brother. us. God you bless you. Bye. Bye.